Welcome to the Wedding Film Academy podcast, your go-to source for learning to create stunning wedding films and run a successful business. Here's your host, Lumix Luminary and wedding filmmaker, Jordan Bunch. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Wedding Film Academy podcast. We are continuing on with this series that we've been doing about other brands and work outside of the wedding world. And so... um, A few months back, I was browsing through Facebook and I was probably on one of our, um, you know, one of our community pages and I came across Mark Swatsky and uh, in particular, I came across uh, this, this film that he had done that was unlike anything I had ever seen before. And uh, I immediately reached out and said, Hey, we have to make a podcast. That was months ago, of course, but we're, I'm excited that we're finally making it happen. Um, so Mark has been shooting video since 2012, uh, when he was in college doing it kind of as a side hustle. And just two years later, he was able to move it to full-time work, shooting weddings and all kinds of other stuff as well. Um, but, uh, I understand that Mark lately, your heart's really been in this, uh, this new venture with real estate that you're doing. So thanks for coming on, Mark. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me. Super excited to be here. This is my first podcast, so hopefully I don't misspeak or, you know, just say something that's not <laughs> podcast friendly. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you speak freely as a Nova Scotian would. So, so okay, Mark I'll is, do. I'll <laughs> do. Mark's coming to us from Nova Scotia, which uh, I have to admit, uh, as a Texan, I'm not even exactly sure where that is. So my, uh, my geography skills are seriously lacking. So my apologies. Yeah. It's up, it's a, it's up in Canada, right next to Antarctica. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Right next to Antarctica and Africa, right, right in between those two, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Small little Island called Canada. <laughs> yeah. You can actually, <laughs> Awesome. So anyways, yeah, um, real estate. I started doing, can I just jump in and start talking or is that rude? Go for it. Do I have to yeah, wait for you to ask me a question? It. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> no, go for it. All right. So I start, I actually like did a couple real estate listing videos like early on in videography. Uh, I think I actually like did a couple just to try them out like for free kind of thing, like early in the side hustle days basically. And I look back at those videos now and like, I wouldn't even consider sharing them. They're just so terrible, right? But um, at the time, I just kind of thought that doing listing real estate listing videos wasn't a viable business because just the kind of like vibe that I got from the agents that I was talking to and stuff was, you know, agents are going to want to pay like, you know, 50 or a hundred bucks or whatever, really low amounts of money to get listing videos done. And, you know, that was years ago. And I think that the industry for real estate listing videos has changed a lot, even in the short, relatively short time that I've been doing this. Uh, like years ago, I, and I, I mean, I'm just one person kind of observing the industry. I don't have like actual statistics or anything like that, but just my vibe that I get from doing it, uh, is that listing videos are in more of a demand now and the demand for the production value of a listing video is going up. Hmm. 
Yeah, I think probably most people who've been in this world have at least sort of looked into that, you know, kind of been curious to, to see what others are getting paid. In our area, I think it's, you know, something like, you know, maybe two hunt two to three hundred dollars is probably pretty pretty standard uh and but they're all very basic videos you know it's sort of a a silent yeah uh it's it's almost like in today and i've i've said this too it's it's almost like video real estate listing videos the way they've traditionally been done years ago when only few agents were getting them and such like where it's just wide shots of every room right and there's no there's no there's no real pre like planning or like idea there. There's no creativity in there. It's it's essentially like watching a slideshow of pictures, but you can't choose when to go to the next room or back to the previous room, which is why <laughs> I feel that pictures are superior to those types of videos. Yeah, that's um, fair. And 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 I think that videos like that, like I can see why the agent would want to have it, just because it of the type of media it is, right? It is a video, so there it's it's going to have, you know, a, cer- a certain impact on how feed friendly it is and how it's going to serve their campaign, et cetera, et cetera, right? Yeah. Well, I think um, for for people like 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 you and I, people like our listeners, um, I think most people would have sort of a hard time. Oh, sorry. I, I, sorry. I remember the. I remember the, the. The end of that. The end of that thought was the. Uh, the agents, if that's what they want from a video, is just video media content that's the same as the pictures, but inferior. I think they should be doing it themselves. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, that's, because that's not bad. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I watched like a bunch of like real estate tutorial listing tutorial videos on YouTube and stuff, and I seen one that like was. A really well done tutorial the guy's cr- clearly good at doing real estate videos but literally all it was was like the kind of camera that you're good that you want to have right the profile that you that you want to shoot in and it was like yeah shoot in the highest dynamic range you can right like so there's that to understand and then beyond that it's just all you need is a gimbal and a wide lens yeah. so if the real estate agent buys a few buys those things right that they can buy all those things for less budget that, and they don't need to hire a creative because it's not really a creative project in my view. Sure. Yeah, it is very much a commodity. And I think that's why the prices for it are, are so low, why the budgets for it are so low. It's because it's just a commodity. I think anyone with the proper equipment could do you know what's considered of the highest standard in real estate videos. However... yeah. What you're doing is just completely different from that. Um, so yeah. talk to me about, uh, first of all, I'll mention that we're going to drop, uh, we're going to drop a couple of these videos in the show notes. So if you are, if you're listening, uh, click on the show notes so you can watch this and see just how different it is and why it caught my attention so much, because I've never, um, outside of one other video, maybe, um, in real estate, which was sort of like a lifestyle video with actors and it was probably a, you know, $10,000 budget. I've never. Oh yeah. I've seen, I've seen some like that. Like there's a, there's a dude in, in California and uh, it's called the Smith group, Tim Smith. I don't know if you've seen, if you've seen him, but your listeners should go check that out right away. If you want to see like what in my view is like, I mean, my real estate videos are different for sure. But if you want to see what 
the best of the best of the best listing videos are in the world, in my opinion. You should check out the Smith, the whoever's doing them for uh, the Smith Group. It's a Coldwell Banker operation. Awesome. Yeah, definitely need to check that out. Um, but even so, yours are just very yours are even different from that, you know. And it's oh yeah, it's, yeah, it's they something are, they that are can sure. fit. Um, whereas that style of what I imagine this guy is that you're talking about is probably pretty much exclusively for you know huge multi-million dollar listings um yes what yes. what you do is really unique and special i think because it creates a lifestyle video that is anonymous um there's there's yes. there's no typically there's no actors in it or if there are we don't see their faces um so it's this exactly. it's this anonymous thing so Talk to me about the idea that you had and how, how that idea was formed because, yeah, like I said, I've never seen anything like it. So did you see someone else do something like this or did you just kind of come up with the idea yourself? Well, I saw somebody do something similar and it was like, uh, it was a lot shorter. It was kind of a shorter video um, and it kind of stems from this other commercial. I don't know if like you've seen like there's this, uh, this did have actors in it, but it was like a vector serial ad that was on uh, that was on like a pre-roll on YouTube. I don't know if I got targeted with it or whatever, but it had like a, just a heavy amount of sound design to create like that sense of something happening or you be kind of, you know, it made it more engaging. Hmm. So there, I so I was influenced by that. I real that was kind of my first like, oh, like I should I should be focusing more on what I'm doing in the sound design. And then I, I, I kind of, I saw this like ad for a, a condominium, like it was like a big condo complex and it was like a really short ad and it was essentially like a, like wide, a wake up alarm kind of thing happened. And then you got a sense that the, a character was leaving their condo and then it followed by kind of like there was some wide shots of the neighborhood and different things. I think there was people in that one too, but there was still that. Uh, kind of like that feeling of the actors are just off camera and you, you wonder about them and it makes the video more interesting because, you know, it's not giving you everything. It's not being completely expletive. And I, I really like, I really liked it. And I've tried to find that video again and I, it's was taken off of YouTube and I can't, I just can't find it, unfortunately. Hmm. Okay. So tell me about, I'm interested then in sort of the business side of this. So if, okay, uh, where did you go from there? So, I mean, you, you, okay. you had, so a, you had a me, guinea let pig. Me just go, let, me, let, me, let me tell you the story of how I got sucked back into doing real estate videos. Because I re remember how I mentioned that I was doing them when I was like uh, basically just like, a hu like hustling early on. And I did a few for free and a few for practically nothing. And then I just got frustrated with it because, you know, they were at the skill level I was at at that time too. They were taking me way too long to do, to do in the edit and like, you know. Uh, you know, choosing music and it was, it was just not, I felt I got a bad taste in my mouth for doing real estate videos. And I, I'm sure that like a lot of your listenership has, has gotten that feeling too. Uh, just because agents don't have a lot of money either, right? Like they're out hustling and every dollar is a dollar to them, right? Big time. And uh, I did a wedding video and the wedding couple had a friend on Facebook that was a real estate agent. And his name was Andrew Stevens. And 
he reached the wedding couple basically he said he was looking for somebody fresh to do videos for real estate and he reached out to me and said hey can you do like uh would you be interested in doing listing videos if we did a whole bunch of them in a in a year like if i if we did if i could say if i guaranteed you 20 would you do them for a couple hundred bucks kind of thing right each and i said yeah that makes sense you know that make that makes total sense to me because Going out and doing a real estate listing video midweek for two hundred dollars, that real like and and I've got his down like the very first few that I did I started a template right away so and and I had a workflow for it and his is a different style of of uh, of video too which is something else I definitely want to talk about before the uh, podcast ends uh, but with his videos I can do those in less than what a regular workday would be. So it's just for me, having something like that, that just is a stream of money midweek, just felt awesome. And then when his videos started to kind of come out among the real estate agent community, and they saw like, whoa, these videos, you know, they're really engaging and and they're getting a lot of views, right? They're getting a lot of views and he's increasing his listings from the videos because right. not necessarily not necess- not necessarily because uh, the video is so good that it's going to make a buyer buy that house like that is one that's one thing i know that we kind of chatted about uh months ago like when we were talking about the business in general this industry the real estate listing video industry in general is that i believe that uh real estate listing videos aren't really about selling that house particularly they're about raising the agent's brand, raising their presence, raising, the, building the network of the agent. And that's what videos really, that's what good listing videos really help to do. Hmm. And so anyways, I started doing them with Andrew. They became more popular. Other agents started reaching out to me and, and asking, you know, questions that were kind of turning me on as a creative, like, you know, uh, they were looking to me for advice on how they should do their videos. You know, should we walk through the house? Should we do this? Should we do that? And eventually, another, um, another agent reached out to, reached out to me that was a, a really big a, an agent with a big profile from Royal LePage. And uh, she wanted to do something really unique. And she had been watching my wedding videos also. And um, I mean, I don't want to try to talk up my wedding videos. I mean, you know what you know what it is, but they're 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 not that in 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 the wedding videographers group my real estate or my wedding videos are not good but (laughs) in like in dartmouth nova scotia they're pretty freaking amazing (laughs) i don't know to my own heart (laughs) i guess it's just where we're at but um anyway so she said i want to see a listing video that's like cinematic kind of like the thing and oh by the way like uh I don't want to have to do it with like, I wouldn't want to have to get actors and stuff like that. And then she framed the question of, can you tell a story without actors? Hmm. And I was like, okay. Cause she was already turned on to like, okay, to make this like a seriously successful, like a next level real estate video. We want to have like the feeling of time passing and Hmm. you know, just that sense that something is happening, right? Like you're not watching an ad where it's just room after room after room of these visuals of a product, right? It's something is going on that, that is keeping your attention while you're also being shown a product just as a, as a, as a, as a, as a caveat to that. Did I use that word correctly? Caveat? Yeah. 
Okay. All right. It's not the caveat. It's not negative connotations. Is no, it, or no, no, no. Okay. Caveat's like an add on, right? Yeah. So if you had like, you know, like fish and chips, chips would be the caveat. Well, it's like a fish. sidebar kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, sweet. Yeah, so that's what it that's what it is. And they these videos that I that I do now, that agent is called Sandra Pike, if I didn't mention that. But these these videos that I do for her are a lot of work. And uh, I charge four hundred and fifty dollars for those, plus I have a fifty dollar budget for like little things that I want to buy, like food or this or that. And like they're they're worth it. But I think I, I, I kind of came, I do believe now that I came in a little bit low on, a little bit low on them. Like I can, I am making money on them for sure, but I'm thinking about how and, you know, how to raise my price on those a, a little bit too, if, at going forward, probably into next year. Sure. Yeah. It's interesting. So, so the idea was really born out of, out of kind of multiple places and kind of growing your voice and then hearing the feedback from this new agent and what she was really looking for as well. And then trying to, again, kind of squeeze the budget in a way of, Hey, we want to, we want to make a story, but we don't have you know room for actors and that sort of thing. So yeah. very. And the other thing, the other thing, the other thing that's interesting with like the case of, of Sandra Pike at least in, in, with my videography is, is she's she has been increasing her uh, high end listings, and I mean obviously like the place you want to get to doing uh, big budget, bigger budget uh, real estate videos is in the in the high in the high end where the agent is making you know potentially tens of thousands of dollars on this on the sale of the house, right? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, and are you doing just kind of a flat rate thing then, or does it have to do with maybe the size of the house and some of those factors as well? No, no, I know. I, I've, I've actually, I've lately, I've been looking at like photographer pricing, like, uh, or I've, it's just been coming up on my Instagram, right? The AI is starting to know me really well. And, uh, I see that they have like square footage based prices listed mm-hmm. and I don't do that, but I'm, on the on the last uh, real estate uh, video that I did in that style, I really wished that I had pricing that was like that because this house was freaking huge. Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't even believe what you would get for a million dollars out in uh, out in uh, Fall River here. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, interesting. So um, I want to hear more. Maybe maybe talk to me about about your favorite video, and then shoot me the link so we'll make sure and put that one in the show notes. But talk to me about your favorite. Okay, my 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 my, my favorite my favorite video, and it's not. I don't know if it's really like because of like my work or or the work that I did in that video, but just the experience of of shooting the video. I'd say my favorite was probably the uh, Cherry Brook one at 60 i think it was 62 cherry brook and that's in uh an area called coal harbor and um i i the guy was working out west and nobody was like nobody had been in the house in a while and there were he had two nice trucks in the driveway that we couldn't get off so uh i shot like a little bit of his truck and then i went and like made this little thing of like um 
it looks like old VHS, like uh, like home video footage of him off-roading in the truck kind of thing, but we still don't actually see his character. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I also did like a bunch of POV like stuff in that one. That was my first time in like introducing the POV element mm-hmm. to the to the real estate. I don't know if you watched that one, but uh, I like you know, the, the alarm went off in the morning and I had the camera like to my face kind of thing like this. And I like was like slapping off the alarm. And uh, <laughs> I went to the I went I went to the I went to the fridge and grabbed like a monster energy drink and I made scrambled eggs with it. So I was like doing all this ridiculous stuff. Yeah. Like I mixed the energy drink with the eggs, scrambled it up. or And then I made French French. It was French toast. And then I dunked the French toast into it. Nice. And then I showed the off-roading and we, he had like, it, he, we played pool, like it was a single guy and he had like a big house and like, we, you know, we were opening cupboards and finding like his dab rigs and stuff. Like it was, it was, it was, yeah. an, it was a hilarious experience. He had security cameras all over his house too. Cause I guess he's working out West a lot, right? You would. Yeah. And, uh. I had my buddy down, uh, down with me and like we uh, we played he had he had we picked up uh, the homeowner's guitar and like we played him a song t- in his security camera. I was like, I hope you had the time of your life. So hopefully he watched that. Uh, that's awesome. So uh, yeah, yeah. we had a don we had a donair for dinner. Yeah. So and there's there's one other. There's one other story. Oh yeah, in terms of like time taken though to shoot the video, these one the ones with like story and sound design. Obviously, they they do take a while. But I did one. If uh you if they want to check out the one that was on um, oh what's that street called? Sorry, my memory is just not great these days. Um, Chestnut. It's called Ch- It's on Chestnut Street. And if you look in Sandra Pike's videos on Facebook, you'll see it. And that one was my best turnaround, my best, I was most efficient with that one. Like I might've, I must've got to that shoot at 11 and I was finished it by probably 1.30. Nice. And I mean, the, the edit was, the edit was, the edit was still a little bit on the long side, but I, but at that time, like I learned a few tricks about the food because using the food in the real estate uh, videos ends up being the most work. It, it that that is like because now you've got dishes on your hands that need doing and a lot of, like I was like waiting for things to cook and stuff but then I just started thinking like you know maybe I don't really have to cook the meat fully on the meatballs when I make the spaghetti kind of thing right yeah nice <laughs> so anyways in that in that video on chestnut the the meatballs were actually still frozen but I was like ah they look all right to me you put the sauce on them there you go nice little time little time saving tricks so talk to me about the edit then uh yeah what are you doing in the edit as you're as you're starting that process because you're really it sounds like you're really maybe doing some and actually maybe before that let's talk about pre-production so how how much are you actually planning in advance of your shoot or are well you the very as first one the very the first one that i did i planned a lot in advance like i wrote like I, I, I actually wrote down like not a storyboard, but a shot list. I wrote a shot list of like all the things that I wanted to see happen in that, in that, in that video. And, and I sent that to Sandra like early on before we even shot the first one. Right. Cause you know, she didn't know exactly how the quality was going to be. And I was trying to assure her that like, you know, what I, I was trying to kind of give her an idea of what I was, what, what I was planning in my mind was a lot of the motivation behind the document, the document that I put together for the first one. 
And then I also did a document like planning the shots sort of thing and writing my grocery list and all that like beforehand for the second one as well. And also sending that to Sandra. But a, par a part of that was like, I thought that she would see value in that and appreciate that I was doing that. But uh, after a while, it just became like apparent that I don't think I, I don't think she was reading them. So then like, and it just kind of became like, after I did a few of them, I was like, okay, I, I know what I'm doing. And it, now basically it's like, you know, a couple of days before I'll just ask the agent, hey, is there anything that you want the story of this, of this video to highlight about the house? Like, you know, she might say like, uh, in the example of the 40 Lodge one, she might say, yeah, there's an in-law suite in the basement are, are the kind of buyer that we think that, that is going to connect with this house is someone who wants to move somewhere so they can have their parents living with them rather than, you know, pay for care or, or whatever, or put them into a home or et cetera, et cetera. So try to hide, try to make part of the story that there's elderly parents living in the, in, in the basement. So, you know, I'll be like, okay, uh, what do elderly people do? They, they knit or whatever. I'll put the knitting out and then, mm -hmm. or I'll take pictures, grab some, sometimes I'll, I'll have thoughts be conveyed like with pictures on the wall or not even thoughts, but just feelings. Like, you know, if I want the viewer uh, or the potential buyer to be feeling a certain way about this, the, when they look at this next room, I might preface that with like a shot of a picture that says like, you know, best damn mom in the world or like world's greatest dad with the coffee kind of going into the coffee cup or whatever, right? Little messages. Sure. Yeah. Awesome. Um, okay. So then tell me about what you're doing to really form that story when you go into the edit. So when I go into the edit, I just basically, well, I've gotten, I, I read this book called In the Blink of an Eye by Walter Murch. And I'm sure you, you must have, have you heard of the book? Sure. Yeah. I've got a copy. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. He, yeah. And I'm, I, I think they like use it as a textbook in film schools and stuff. But anyways, I got turned on to it because I seen him talk, doing like a, uh, like a little seminar kind of a thing, uh, at a Adobe create Adobe creative live event. And, uh, I just like what he was saying about like how to edit was just like, Oh, like it was, it was speaking to me. Like, you know what? Like if it was, if it was in a church, I would have just start uh, put my head. I would have been like, <laughs> yes, you know what I mean? Like I, this is coming through Hallelujah. me right now. I, I, in my eyes are opened. Yeah. Anyways, his six rules for editing is kind of how like I and and the first projects that I really started thinking about what he was saying about that, like, you know, how emotion is like the of the highest priority over everything else. Right. And like even above story. Right. So that that influence that influences how I edit. And it's really came. It really began influencing how I edit in these real estate videos. And, you know. Uh, so yeah, I try to, I try to th like plan my shots so that, you know, I'm going to be following those rules of eye trace and this and that. And then, you know, the other side of it is the audio, uh, workflow. And I, I actually have been trying the very, the first one that I did the audio work, the audio workflow is probably harder than on the video side. It's, it's, I'd say I would, that would be my guess. Yeah. So are you collecting, yeah. are you collecting all the audio on the day? Are you uh, downloading from different uh, I try, sources? I try to, I, I try to, I try to, I try to get all that audio, like as it kind of happens during the, during, during the actual shoot itself. Um, but I mean, there are times where I'll get home and be like, you know, I really, 
I, I've, I've used like recordings of my own doors in my house. Like, right. you know, just because after, cause you, especially if the homeowner is there when you're shooting the, the video too, there is that added pressure of like, okay, maybe we can just do this in post, right? Let's just go. Hmm. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I guess tell me. I guess it shouldn't be that way, but sometimes it is because of the social pressure of, hey, the kids are coming home right away, and uh, I wasn't even expecting there was going to be a real estate videographer. <laughs> gotcha. So um, uh, actually, that before before we end this podcast, remember how I was telling you about that crazy like story, the like oh man that that with the homeowners that like got in that fight. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we should tell. I should tell that story before the podcast ends. It's, <laughs> All right. it's hilarious. Sounds good. Um, so, are you collecting that audio in camera? Are you using a, a Zoom recorder or, or something like that? Oh, I was know? using. I used to use a Zoom H5, and uh, it actually exploded at a wedding. Weirdly, oh, so now I. I know I couldn't believe it. Like a big spark, all kinds of smoke. It was unbelievable. I don't know if it was me. It was, I was plugged into power on the DJ's thing, but that's another story. Anyways, yeah. Now I use a DR uh, DR40 uh-huh. Tascam, and I have like you know used like a lav or and you know I I'm ashamed to say this, but there were were times when I used camera audio for the sound. Sure. On, on some of the videos, you know, if it was close and it was just sounded the best. And, uh, and then for like other things, like sounds that I just can't, like, you know, sounds that I want to use, I'll just try to find them like on, you know, YouTube or like something like that. Like if say, like for example, like if I want to find, like I, I want to establish that this house is in a certain area, like I'll go on YouTube and try to find like, uh, maybe a new, a local news report of like the soccer team doing good or something like that to like play and have playing in the background just to introduce thoughts about what life would be like in this neighborhood. Hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Very cool. Um, yeah, I mean, to me, it makes actual, it makes a lot of sense that you would almost want to record some stuff in camera just for post workflow. Cause something like that, like you're trying to do it as fast as possible, obviously yes. with the limited yes. budget. And that you have. in the, in the most, in the most, in the most recent one, I, I, I did run most of it, uh, most of it to the cam to the camera directly. Right. Okay. Tell me, yeah, <laughs> you, you said you had, a, you have a funny story about the, uh, <laughs> Oh yeah. That's cause that's the other thing about like, a real a real estate the difference between real estate videography and wedding videography is like you know there's a lot of differences one thing that i love about real estate videography now is that like it is a lot less it, it's a lot less stress than wedding videography in that like you know you could always go back and do this listing video again if you had to right sure so the fact that that's like on the table makes the the whole situation a little bit less stressful but at the same time like you know that there's another difference that you show up to a wedding and like you know the couple is really excited and happy to see you and they're excited about what you're going to create and often you show up if you show up to like somebody's mansion uh that you got hired by like uh the listing agent or to to come there and shoot and the listing perhaps the listing agent didn't talk even talk to them about like how involved this shoot might be and 
you know, they are expecting you to come in and, you know, be the same. A lot of times they're like, are you the photographer kind of thing, right? Like they don't even know. And next thing you know, like, you know, you're running their shower and disheveling their bed sheets and it's like, (laughs) whoa. (laughs) And laying in their bed and rolling over to hit the alarm clock. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So you got into a situation with, uh, with yeah, yeah, and, and it wasn't actually that that situation. Like it wasn't, you know, it wasn't it wasn't really my fault. Like basically, I'll take you through how the day how the day started. So the agent called me in the morning, and and she was like, "Hey, because uh, we had that that listing video in the cal- in the calendar," and she called me and said, "Hey, we're not we're not going to do that listing. We're not going to do that video today. It's all it's all it's all good. Don't worry about it." And I was like, okay, cool, whatever, just like I'll edit today. And then maybe an hour later, she says, never mind, the video's a go, we're all good, go, go shoot go shoot the video, right? I don't know any of the context of like what caused that. Right. So I, I go and I, I, show up to the, I show up to the house and the guy's there, like the, and the homeowner. And everything's going great. Like did like a, you know, really cool, like drone shot. Like, you know, we were getting along great. He was like, yeah, it's really cool. I think he sort of, he understood like what I was doing and he appreciated it. Right. And I went into the, I went into the house, started like, you know, I took a cool shot of his dog, like did the, basically the whole workflow of like waking up, showing the house, the lifestyle and everything. As I'm shooting, uh, in, in their room, his wife comes, his wife comes home. And he goes downstairs and then like, I just like hear all this shouting and like, I hear she's yelling like, I told you that the fucking, they're not going into the personal spaces. They're not going into our, their personal spaces. Is the bedroom a personal space? Is the bedroom not a personal space? Right? Like that. Like, and he's like, how are we going to sell the, how are we going to sell the house if they can't take any videos of the bedroom? And like, well, they're going back and forth. And then they turn the, and then they turn the music up really loud. Yeah. So I can't hear anything. Right. And I'm just like a scared child upstairs <laughs> in one of these bedrooms as mom and dad are downstairs just screaming at each other. And I'm like, Oh man, like I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I don't, I don't want to go down. There's this is scare. This is so scary. So I just kind of just kept shooting the visuals as that was happening. Yeah. And then the music goes off and the music goes off and it, and it kind of calms down. And I was like thinking in my head, like, and I'm texting the agent in the bedroom, right? Like, I'm scared. Like, what do I, what do I do? And she's like, <laughs> and then she, 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 she texted me back and she was like, I appreciate you today. <laughs> uh, do you, I was like, awesome. Do you appreciate so me worth anyway, a tip? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, never, never. <laughs> Anyways, so he comes back up, he comes back upstairs and he goes, hey, um, I'm sorry, man, but I think it's probably better that you just go and we'll figure this out. We'll figure this out a, a, another day or we'll, we'll touch base with Sandra and see what we're, where we're going to go from here. Right. Because what I didn't know is that the couple was like a hardcore heated argument about whether or not to sell the house. Right. She didn't want to. Oh, wow. So there was like a big underlying thing going on there. Um, but anyways, so I, I'm like, okay, man, like I, I don't even want to comment on who's right or like, I wouldn't, I don't want to comment on it, on the whole situation at all. But I just packed up my, I packed up my stuff and, 
headed for the door. And as I'm leaving out the back door, the wife is, is, is sitting right there. And she was like, where are you going? <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna finish the video right and i guess like kind of you know, like sort of you just saying well you're not leaving you're not, i i won't be the cause of you leaving here right like it, it was just a really weird social <laughs> dynamic going on so i was like i was scared and i was like okay and like so anyway i just kept i had to keep shooting the video and it was literally like it was just the most awkward experience like uh, it was, it was, I loved it. I thought it was, it, it was just, it was just such an amazing, you don't experience that a lot of the time, right? It's like being a teenager again. It was like being a teenager again, like, oh, you know, mom and dad are fighting and this is just a weird, awkward situation. Everybody's playing Fortnite. There's ordered pizza on the table. <laughs> that video had pizza ordered. I was like, we're ordering pizza. I'm not cooking dinner. Yeah. <laughs> it was a broken home, man. Yeah. Yep. Well, that sounds like a pretty fun one. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, the closing thoughts are like the the value of like, you know, what I was going to try to say about trying to get real. The value that I was going to try to deliver to your uh, listeners is um, when you're going out trying to get listing videos, it should the main the main point is that that the profile of the agent that's why it's worth it for the agent to get the listing video get making the listing video isn't going it may i shouldn't say isn't because there are exceptions but in the vast majority of times the video isn't really going to just be the deciding factor on whether or not that house sells and how much it sells for because there's just there's so many other fact there's so many other factors that are going on but what it will do way more of the time is affect how potential future sellers and buyers are perceiving the value of the agent who put the video out sure. so the agent the the like the people it, it's all about increasing the number of listings that you are getting as an agent. It's not about that one particular house. And I think that if, if you're talking, sitting an agent down and they're basically saying, well, I work an area, you know, or they're not saying, they're thinking this in their mind, like I work an area where houses just sell like hotcakes. It's a freaking buyer's market, right? Like, and it's, they, the houses practically set, the houses practically sell themselves. Like the, the, the video isn't going to do much. Well, then you're really competing against other agents right right so get the if you know if if the seller likes your video and you know they they think wow this is a great video i think that because that video is so well done that agent is probably takes their self more seriously they're more hard working like if they can if they're getting something put together like that it makes them more likely to trust you to take a listing and i've seen that with every agent that i've done videos with their listings are going up mm. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, so, tell me more about if you're if you're giving somebody advice, if there's a freelancer out there who like you would like to have more work during the week besides what they're doing on the weekends with weddings and other events. What's your advice yeah. to that person on how to move into this territory? 
find the real estate groups on Facebook. Facebook groups are so powerful. If you know you're just you really want to get connected with agents, I mean, like you know, go out and do a couple. Go out and do a couple for free. Experiment, experiment with like you know what you can do as a what you can offer, what your ideas are, and then just reach out and you know talk to agents and talk to them about their brand and ask them what kind of uh, video they would like. Like, what's their ideal video? You know, because like, how do you want to re- how do you want to represent your brand the same way that you would approach like you know any any client, but try to make them see the value the way that I just described. Like, no, it's not about you know how much the media package is going to be on this on this house or whatever. And I know a lot of you guys probably will be doing photography too. So you know, build the photography, and photography is like just so in comparison, it's just so cheap and easy, right? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you can if you can do both for an agent and you know get paid twice yeah that's certainly certainly ideal yeah that's it that's it that that's that's a big thing too being able to put them both put them both together and then you know once just once you have a few like an an agent that that trusts you and stuff and you you know you're professional and you're in and out kind of thing like it, it a big sell a big sell is that they can that you know you're offering them a price they can afford and that they know that you're reliable enough to go to the house without them, right? And knowing that you may meet the homeowner and that their brand is going to be safe with you, right? So definitely you want to be really, you know, you're in a, you're in a world where you want to be professional for sure. Tell me about what you've done to grow, um, to, to grow what you're doing. Because I watched on like the, the Pike videos, uh, it's very much like white labeled for the real estate agent. Right. It doesn't have your branding on it. It has their branding on it. So, which I, which I imagine is probably very much expected in the real estate industry because, like you said, you're all about. That's exactly what I, that's exactly what I expected too because. Uh, the uh, a lot of times you know an agent gets a good videographer they they have they maybe some don't think this way but i'm sure i know a lot of them do that they don't want to give that up they don't want to let any everybody else know who their video guy is right yeah so so what are you doing to combat that to grow what you're doing beyond just the pipe group well I mean, I do other agents as well. Like I have a, like a handful of agents that I do videos for consistently. Um, and basically you just kind of have to rely on them telling other agents about it or, you know, I share it on my Facebook page too. And I know there's real estate agents there and you can also share, share the videos on, uh, other groups like about say, uh, like real estate video, uh, real estate agent groups on Facebook or, um, just uh, groups that deal with like general contracting or, you know, ones where real estate agents are likely to, or real estate agent networks are likely to be closely present. Yeah. Yeah. It makes great sense. But yeah, I don't, I don't put branding directly on my, on my, uh, on my videos. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I know Andrew is like my first agent that kind of sucked me into it from the beginning there. And, He's pointed a, a few agents at me too, just, you know, cause we're friends. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Well, what other advice do you have for our listeners as they're trying to, trying to get into this or trying to, you know, trying to shoot some of their first videos in this sort of, um, anonymous lifestyle? Well, I mean, you need a, you need a, you need a wide lens. 
<laughs> yeah, tell me about tell me about the equipment that you're using for for this. Uh, well, I'm shooting. I'm on a GH4 for my real estate videos, and I use the Olympus seven to fourteen two point eight Pro. That's that's the pretty much exclusively using that lens, I guess, for these. Uh, no, sometimes like for close shots, I also use the uh, thirty-five to one hundred two point eight, the Panasonic one. Mm-hmm. And then, but, in terms of stabilizers, what are you doing on that end? Oh, I have a I can pivot, and I before that I had a came seventy-eight hundred. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember those, the came TV. I had seventy-eight hundred. I actually still have one that um, you know it's probably worth a hundred bucks now, but yeah, yeah. Mine doesn't even work anymore. I don't know what's going on with it, but like, I don't know. I just don't trust it. One time I turned it on and it, every, every, actually, I think every time I turned it on now, but I haven't turned it on in a while. I, I think it just goes crazy. Yeah. Maybe one of the sensors on it is messed up. But anyways, I'm super stoked on this ICANN pivot one because it's made in USA, number one. Um, but I'm not, a, I'm not an American, but like I can respect like the made in USA thing. Sure. Big time. And, um, it was available before the Ronin S by a whole bunch. And I think I didn't even pay that much for it. It was like on the price on it has gone up now, but I think I only paid like 700 bucks us or something like that for it. Right. And it, and it does have a, it has eight an eight pound capacity, which is one of the real reason, the one of the huge reasons why I wanted that to be my gimbal because it will also carry my uh, FS seven hundred. And I know that the, for what for everyone wondering, the gimbal does an awesome job with the Sigma. I also have a Sigma eighteen and thirty five one point eight, one of those are the art lens, mm-hmm. and that lens that lens like weighs as much as my CRV. Like it's crazy. Like you 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 better have you better have strong arms. Like if you're using that at a wedding. Yeah. But anyways, there was never there was never any hope of getting that onto like any gimbal I ever had before. So I was super stoked that not only can I put it on the I can pivot, but I can also get full full rotation all all the way tilting back, like all the way around in in every way. Nice. Yeah. So, and, and the gimbal is just so smooth. Like, uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I don't have any affiliation with ICANN or anything like that, but it, it's the first ICANN product that I've had. And I'm just, maybe it's just like gimbals have gotten a lot better, but like the only other one that I was, I, I, I used like, um, uh, Crane Plus, like, uh, the Zion Crane Plus. Right. And, in com- like comparing the the ICANN pivot to that, like in my in it just in my uh, comparison, I compared the two at like a aviation museum one time, and I just couldn't believe like the, the I was like wow, I thought they were gonna be like you can't even discern the difference right. between the two gimbals because like good is good right gimbal's a gimbal right but the ICANN one took out the steps like way better nice yeah it was pretty I was really really happy with that gimbal very cool. Awesome. Yeah, but I have not I have not used the Ronin S yet, and I'm assuming that the iCanon and Pivot and the Ronin S are kind of the same thing. Yeah, Maybe. probably, but I don't know. I haven't used either one of them. We uh, we've got a number of the I think we have like three or four of the, the Zyuns, so I may have to look into one of those one day. So thanks for the tip on that. Yeah, and also the build quality is dope. Like I was, uh, I was out on the Bay of uh, Bay on the uh, Bay of Fundy, and uh, the tide was out, and I was walking on the rocks, and they were super slippery, and I slipped and fell, and like 
I smashed that gimbal down like on the rocks, like like I, my whole I, my whole being crumbled down to the rocks, Yikes. and a lot of weight came down on that gimbal. That gimbal got smashed, and I couldn't believe I couldn't I just couldn't believe it went. It freaked out for a second, then I turned it on, turned it off again, or turned it back on, and it was working fine. I kept shooting with it the rest of the day. Well, there you go, perfect. I didn't even didn't even I didn't even have to calibrate it. Nice. So it's like I know a lot of a lot of these a lot of the gimbals. You put it in the back of the truck, and it's not in your rifle case. You have to calibrate it, right? You take a sharp <laughs> turn, you have to calibrate it. Yeah, no doubt. I think that's certainly why a lot of people are are not. There, there are still people out there who are preferring the you know, just a steady cam because of that. So that's great that it's that that durable. Yeah, and I mean the steady steady cam is a different steady cam is a different feel in my view too. I have I also have a steady cam and sometimes I'll opt to use that because I feel that it's less of a robot. Right. The because they're both going to have imperfections at times, but the imperfections on the steady cam I I feel is like much more gentle and human. Mm. Yeah, no doubt. Awesome, Mark. Well, any last thoughts uh, for our audience? Well, I just wanted to say, Jordan, that I really appreciate you having me here. And uh, I really appreciate like my wedding videographer family and the wedding videographers group. And like, I love seeing you guys' banter back and forth. And uh, you guys encourage me to be a better person. And I really appreciate the opportunity to speak on your on your podcast, man. Well, thanks for doing it, man. Like I said, what you're doing is, is super unique and cool. And it's stepping up the real estate uh, video industry in a pretty significant way so hats off to you friend well done yeah, and, thanks and if, for any, sharing if, any, if any of you guys if any if, if any of you guys like that are listening to this now or you know making newer and different real estate videos share them in the wedding videographers group because they don't take them down it's it's pretty awesome <laughs> nice awesome the wedding film academy podcast is produced by taylor juarez if you found this episode helpful, be sure to subscribe on Patreon so you never miss a show. And when you're done, head on over to the Wedding Film Academy Facebook group to chat with other wedding filmmakers like yourself. Until next time, keep making movie magic.